0: What's up? It's Ryan Jones, your host, and you are tuned into The People part. let oh, I know. How good's <laughs> like that? <laughs> you like that intro, I man? love that.
1: I'm grooving along to it, and yeah. I love the, the, the sultry tones of Ryan Jones. I was practicing
0: out. my uh, 97.3 smoother yeah. fan <laughs> voice.
1: <laughs> get, I think I'm getting better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mate, well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Everyone listening, welcome to the People Pod. Um, today's guest, right, I've had to write this down, mate, so I didn't <laughs> muck it up. But uh, WBFF pro athlete, Muscle Nation sponsored athlete, online coach, highly regarded personal trainer. <laughs> He's had his Instagram game locked down for as long as I've known him. <laughs> his name is Robbie Frame.
1: Welcome. Thank you very much for having me on the People Pod. It's yeah. an honor, an honor and a privilege. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, as, as I mentioned to you
0: before, it was just something I wanted to kick off and mm-hmm. just get some cool people in doing cool things. And you know, I've all, as I said, I've always appreciated what, what you've been doing and in, in, in the industry and um, you know the fitness industry and, and also you know the, the rugby ground where I've where I've known you from. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> so let's talk about that rugby. How did that? Uh, how did that come about, mate? Uh, well, rugby's just been a Part and parcel of my, you know, life since day dot just with my family. So, it's just one of those things that's just ingrained um, in the bloodline, so to speak. Because
0: Ian was down at...
1: Down at Knox Old Boys. (laughs) Down at Knox Old Boys Rugby Club. And he was um, just there watching and supporting my older brother. Right. So, I would go there from the age of five years old. Some of my earliest memories involve some of the club legends that uh, we've watched and you've probably played with as well that... um, some of my earliest memories are a dad, you know, smoking a dart with some of those guys on yeah. the sideline and Proper soaky. Park footy, eh? Exactly I love it. right. <laughs> so and that's what we're missing at the moment. I know. You just want to go there on a oh. Saturday, the sense of community, the belonging with the brothers. So it's it's something that um, that I'm sort of craving at yeah. the moment is that, you know, sense of community. So um, so, you, so you're gonna get back down? What do you? Re- I heard whispers you might be putting the boots on. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I think, um, I think uh, my coaching and playing days are over. Yeah. But my, I was, you know, grew up. Rugby was a main yeah. priority, big part of the family. Going down and watching uh, the rugby club, you know, playing at the school. But uh, two knee reconstructions meant rugby That's was it, no yeah. longer a uh, possibility. But uh, you know, for all my shortcomings as a player, I can tell other players what to do, and so I got into coaching. And um, coaching down at the rugby club for a number of years was was a pretty fulfilling experience. Pretty special Very, time, yeah. yeah Especially
0: yeah. being a part of somewhere that you you know so young, yeah. And then to you know, because did you play where you're at, at? No, it was this you went to school at Knox, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I went to
1: school at Knox, and I think I think the the rugby club sort of feeds off that school yeah. old boys community. But as I'm sure you sort of uh, appreciated and understood it's a, a bit more than just that school community because we want yeah. to bring in yeah and did bring in so many players from outside of the community um outside of the school community so yeah coaching down there was you know a lot of a very fulfilling experience i think i just got my footy fix yeah any time that i was sort of wanting to get out of i
0: can't watch it i can't watch if i'm if i'm injured or something i have got to go down and watch like you know what i mean and anybody else that's played footy would know that like it's a a player watching a team play especially your team it's just it's tough and i mean and you would have had to do it on a total different scale because you you know from what i've heard you're pretty handy as a schoolboy coming through and then (laughs) what um knee recon
1: yeah knee reconstruction the final game at school um and I just had to get a reconstruction and uh, took a year off, spent time in the UK, probably drank more than I should yeah. have, came you, back. Where were you, at? London? Uh, an hour out from London at a school uh, near Reading. Uh, and they didn't play rugby. They, this, really? It was a GAP program that the school <laughs> had set up and they sent uh, they sent a lot of the school leavers out to various other schools. This is
0: final year of school?
1: After, after final year. Yeah, of right, right. Yeah. Okay. So after that, and then I'm thinking... So they sent me to this school, and they don't they don't play rugby. So I'm 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 there trying to referee football, soccer, or whatever you know. And um, anyway, I spent a year over there soaking in Europe and uh, everything that the UK had to yeah. offer. Came back, got involved with the rugby club, and then about one or one or two seasons later, did the other knee. So oh, that was game over. But uh, like I said a rather fulfilling experience doing the coaching, getting the footy fixed that way, yeah. still being amongst the boys, which, uh, as I mentioned, we're sort of both uh, missing at the moment, I think is just, you know, being down there on the sidelines and soaking it all in. But hopefully with uh, – I think they're – I think we're back. We're back. Oh, well, they are – I went to training. training last night. You went to training oh, last night? wait honestly. How many people were there? There, there was there – was, a contingent,
0: there was a good contingent, good, you know. Good, it's, it's building, but um, fuck I, it was tough on me.
1: What the, the lungs <sighs> gone, yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I thought I've been doing. I don't know if you've seen on my insta, I've been you know, getting involved in the drip club, you know, going for a cheeky run every now and then, right. but um, I thought I was relatively fit. And um and yeah um Jack got us doing some fucking um, game over oh mate honestly I was like looking around going oh this is pathetic like <laughs> I'm so unfit like and you know playing footy is a total different fitness it's to completely yeah. to to you know just running around here but yeah. um mate so so looking back um you know obviously you know you're pretty pretty well known um, within the fitness industry. Do you think playing footy and then those injuries injuries sort of led you into that? Did you see yourself back then doing what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, definitely not. Well, um, yeah. Just in terms of the outset, like if you had asked anyone, probably at school, whether or not I'd I'd be getting involved in the fitness, bodybuilding, say all those sort of things, they they probably would have laughed at you, and yep. and uh, quite honestly, I would have laughed at you. So um, it was.
0: So no, I
1: hated the gym. Really? Bet, yeah. Yeah, I just could, especially the final few years when, when people were really getting into the gym. Yeah. And uh, some people can just pick up a weight and they just put on muscle. And and it did, didn't matter what they were eating, they were just genetic mesomorphs. And so as a result, it wasn't like I was a duck to water with yeah. lifting weights. And I could never understand why. You know what's going on like why am i not why
0: well, that brazilian looking dude over there's got a <laughs> shredded six pack and it's Zip. not in the gym
1: <laughs> Or just the guy i mean the main reason i did it in the first place was just to get bigger for yeah footy. okay i just wanted to get bigger for footy because you know you inevitably you start playing some guys that are just massive i yeah. mean you growing up in growing zealand, up in new zealand mate yeah i remember i spent we got weight
0: what it's um weight Eight divisions a, yeah, weight divisions yeah. Of,
1: and instead of age groups which is a wise decision i remember i went over year 11 with a couple of the guys from the footy club back when we were at school and we we went over flew over for a preseason rugby tour <laughs> and we thought we were king yeah. shit like we really thought <gasps> our shit didn't stick and then we went over there and we got our asses handed to and it was it, but it, the experience of going oh, yeah. over to christchurch boys and just getting our asses handed to us was a humbling experience yeah but, And, yeah, so you end up playing these big units. And so I was like, okay, I want to try and rectify my physical limitations. So I was like, how can I do this? I'll go to the gym, but I need to learn about things like nutrition. Yeah. I need to learn that, you know, I need to eat more than probably anybody else does to get the result that I want to get.
0: So initially it was, you know, that competitive nature in yourself that, you know, sort of brought you towards it because you wanted to sort of be – you know compete pro on a on a level, on playing, a level field. playing field. Yeah.
1: I think I think inevitably when you when you start doubting yourself you know and it doesn't matter what stand or in any endeavor in yeah. this particular endeavor it was rugby and I just felt when you're walking on the field and you're not as confident in your ability because of something like a physical limitation yeah. then you want to try and rectify that and if that means that you're going to have to spend time doing work behind the scenes where other people aren't doing it and learning that you're going to have to go a bit beyond in terms of learning more about nutrition because you need to feed yourself because it just doesn't happen to the same degree that's when it started to become okay so reverse engineer i know i need to be bigger i know know i need to be stronger in order to have a physical impact what does that involve okay i'm gonna have to get bigger so what does that mean hypertrophy training weight training yeah but it's also what's been the the pitfall what's what's held me back you're obviously not eating enough you need to learn a lot more about nutrition so it was one of those things where there was a pain point the pain point was i'm not able to make the impact that i want to in rugby yeah in order to alleviate that pain point i need to rectify it how do i do that resistance training and a focus on nutrition and so by delving into it over time and through consistent application i was like oh and you get onto a role and you start seeing results yeah and I started getting bigger and I was happy to see the cause and effect relationship between my diligence, my commitment, my focus and also my research seeing you know delving into that and then over time that starts to become your passion yeah Wow and, and so just naturally develop. Well yeah it becomes an evolution because you become once you start seeing the the, the cause and effect relationship from your research into your practical application of it yeah, you're wanting to optimize things and then, you know, look to make improvements Yeah, there, you know, and that goes for anything. Anyone who's got a passion in any endeavor, you'll find that they've, you know, uh, I was watching the last, uh, have you been watching the last dance? <sighs> Are you, mate. You've binge
0: watched oh, yeah, as soon oh, as it God. came out. I, d- I, d- I tracked it. Someone sent me. I put it on my Instagram, and someone sent me goes, "Oh, dude, do you want the um, link to watch all 8 I'm like, oh, "Fuck, send yeah. that shit over yeah. right yeah. now." Binge watch that the whole night. But i oh, mate,
1: exactly. So yeah. the, a lot of those sports stars, are obviously Michael Jordan in his winning attitude, and then we hear about hear about stories about Kobe Bryant and his work ethic, but but other things like. Uh, and and whilst he's probably not the best example in terms of uh, the consummate professional, but Dennis Rodman when he was talking about rebounding, yeah, and how he would ask his friend to shoot, and then he what he's trying to do is he's trying to determine where the ball's going to go, and he's and he's predicting based off the reaction of the ball coming off the rim and then Spinning. off the back, yeah, and so through that repetition of learning that he's he's trying, you can see in his head the way in which he was describing it is is someone who's passionate about defensive basketball and uh and the you know the art of rebounding in that that level and that's why he became one of the best in that particular facet of the game and anyone who's got a passion in any endeavor yeah. will want to pursue it study it do it to the nth degree kobe bryant was another example in terms of studying everything that would be involved in order to become the the absolute best and that goes beyond simply doing the mandatory training but yeah. rather delving into how can I make the most of the 24 hours that I have? How can I delve deep into the subject of becoming the best basketballer? And then as soon as his career ended, he he became so enamored with content creation. I mean, he won an Oscar for a
0: documentary or animation. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: And and his next passion became telling stories, which unfortunately he's not going to be able to fulfill, but hearing any of those interviews, they become passionate. So I became really passionate and engrossed in, developing my physique and and wanted to also know not just what works for me yeah how can i replicate the same results on other people
0: so that was the next yeah n- the next sort of step wasn't it yeah. yeah
1: as soon as i tore the ligaments in my uh, knee the second time um i actually just remember you know getting carried off the field and just going not being as disappointed as the first time because i'm like well this is perhaps a sign that you know you're already enamored and and passionate about this you know this uh this new passion of of you know bodybuilding and developing your physique perhaps this is just a sign that you should be pursuing it
0: did you was that like a fucking light bulb moment or or like tell me about the time that that you were sitting there and you realized rugby's done or you
1: know probably that yeah we're probably driving back because it was at uh uh where was it the ground was at rockdale uh, out near the airport, it was a preseason trial, and I actually just remember because I because I'd done the injury before, and I'd heard the click, knew what it was. Yeah, and I remember Ant Moore, uh, our physio. the great di- man, yeah, the great man, <laughs> the great man, Ant Moore. He he did, shout out to Ant Moore if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> we miss you. We love <laughs> yeah. you. Um, he did the he did the tests, and he sort of you know indicated to me that it's probably gone. And, and but I was more like okay that's all right now I've got time to really just focus on yeah and so um, yeah and then from there it just it was one of those hobbies that I was doing as uh, as I was concurrently doing a bachelor of commerce degree majoring in marketing at um, Macquarie University
0: so so obviously you come out of school and you you know that's you got to get an education right so mm. you know for me. I didn't get out of school I left very early but it was you know I went into carpentry so you Mm. know always got you know told get an education get a trade get something so for you knowing that you know fitness was you know slowly becoming this this real big passion of yours did you see yourself going into you know doing your commerce degree and then finding a a, a job in an office or were you like okay
1: Yeah. yeah so I I I finished school um, took that year off, then started doing a Bachelor of Commerce degree. Yep. And I'll be very honest, I meandered my way through it. There was yep. no great urgency to finish the degree because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like um,
0: many people at that age. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, s- some people who are doctors, lawyers, and they're going to have to follow through with a degree that requires them to do an extended period of time of study, yep. probably are going to have to make that decision then and there. Yeah, and And most of them have probably made that decision in their teenage years, but... I know a lot of – Or their people, parents have made that decision for Exactly him. right. <laughs> Whereas I was like, what am I going to do? Like what – I've sort of got a general idea that perhaps marketing might be interesting, but I think perhaps um, it, it was a safe route. Yeah. And, and to be perfectly honest, I had ambitions at school of, you know, grant. I was really into drama and theatrics. And so I was thinking, Really? Oh, yeah, you reckon? You reckon? I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah. Half-time speeches. Oh, they're great. The greatest.
0: <laughs> and I've played a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of half-time speeches,
1: mate. And yours are up there, i tell you what. I've only got a couple of minutes to express what I want to express. Yeah. And perhaps it's what I it's it's how I say it, not necessarily what I say. I remember
0: walking off going, Fuck, he's pretty pissed off, eh? <laughs> We should probably um, score some tries there. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so I um, – and that was that was a genuine passion and interest for me yeah. when I was at school was, you know, theatre productions, acting, presenting, those sort of things. So I think um, the commerce degree was the safe route Yeah. and perhaps my passion for the performing and the acting went by the wayside or flick it out. And I ended up finishing the the commerce degree – and I worked a white-collar job at a, at a small-scale marketing agency, and I just I yeah. hated it. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, it was just eating away at me. And and at the same time, my passion for fitness was growing, the fitness industry was evolving, uh, a lot more of an online presence and growing through there. I was associating with Brent just because of this natural evolution into really in, you know getting involved in fitness. Uh, and so I was finding myself at this marketing agency – you know, working away at stuff that wasn't necessarily providing me with fulfillment. Yep. and at the same time, probably spending more time thinking about the fitness, yeah, side right. of things, and and you know, heavily involving myself in that. And so you're getting torn. And I'm not one to make a knee jerk, impulsive, emotive reaction in terms of I hate it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know pull the pin and shut up shop. I just went, you know, you've got to see this out. You've got to make sure that the decision that you make if you do decide to move on yeah. is going to be the right one and in order to do that give yourself time so I gave it 12 months and I just no nah. it was
0: Do you reckon subconsciously you knew although you said you're going to give it 12 months that that you know the passion that you already had for it was going to be enough to take you to that next step and be able to make a living out of it I I think I think Did you ever doubt you like
1: I, I, of course you, you have doubts. You always do, yeah. Of course you have doubts because it's not the safe route. Yeah. And, and I think when you're growing up, your parents only have your best interests at heart. Of course, And yeah. they want you to go down a safe route because they want to know that when they go, yeah, you know, everything's been taken account for. But the one thing that I didn't factor in is you go about your day-to-day. If you're not finding... You don't need to be always happy as such, but you need to find fulfilment. For me personally... You're going to have good days and bad days, but you, of course, need to, everyone, yeah. you need to find fulfillment in your life. And for me, my career was going to be an important part of that. Yep. And I knew that I couldn't be one of those guys that works nine to five and then yep. is is craving the weekend or is cra- look staring at the clock going, can't wait till yeah. this is done. And so I've just found myself, you've got to find yourself your fulfillment. And I think I, I gave my all with this you know, opportunity that I had uh, working this job, but- I think at the same time when you're starting to get success in another endeavor and there's an uh, there's doors being opened you're it's like it's a
0: good feeling eh you, you yeah. got it
1: you got and I think perhaps the reason why you know I I didn't propel myself into the acting component when I first yeah or the pursuit of acting when I left school to the degree that I probably knew I needed to to be successful yeah and that is not a stable or sure oh, career path no right. right not at all no way and so I was like You've already made that – you've already sort of not – you can always take that opportunity but you've lost that opportunity. You didn't take that. Yeah. And this one was opening up. It was a similar thing. It's not going to be the 100% clear and safe path but you have that opportunity again, similar. Are you going to take this one because you know that it provides you with fulfilment? Yeah. That's just like, i got to go for it. That was it. Yeah.
0: And, and I feel like, you know, well, I reckon you've got the, like the best of both worlds because – you know, and I, and I mentioned in the intro that, you know, you, you, you've had your Instagram and your Snapchat. And you said before, like, when the fitness industry was moving into that sort of, um, you know, that social media mm-hmm. sort of setup, um, you were at the – I felt like you were right at the beginning of that. So, I was, you know.
1: Yeah, I was, I was fortunate in that at the time when a transition was being made, yep. um, I was – I was fortunate to be a relatively early adopter with some others. There were, there was a- other early adopters, of course, yeah. much earlier adopters, yeah. but I think at the very start, you know, people were dismissing social media and the impact that it could have. They were dismissing online, the online presence because of the gold standard yeah. when it came to um, advertising and marketing was uh, print publication. And over the last couple of years, I'm, you know, people were like, oh, I want to get on the cover of a magazine because that was the gold standard you know and often you'd hear bodybuilders talk at length about when i was growing up i would buy the magazine yeah and now it has evolved in that where people are getting their training their nutrition uh, all their advice they got gu- all, all those things w- which were once guarded by a publisher now everyone has the opportunity to publish whatever they want yeah and be able to connect and and establish a dialogue with their following and whoever wants to engage with that content without having to get over the barrier of a publisher. Yep. So it has rapidly changed over time. And I was very fortunate at the start before algorithms and things really, you know, limited people to really grow organically. Yep. I was very fortunate that I was able to align with certain brands and, and individuals who helped me. Yep. um, You know, at that infancy stage. And so it, yeah, it's been a, roller coaster See, <laughs> because so, you've got you've got the online um coaching
0: as well as the personal training yep
1: what what portion of on uh, online online is is yeah is it, yeah but but it has the capacity to do face to face yeah depending on the, the clientele but yeah so and and online coaching has dramatically evolved like the concept of online when i first heard about it years ago i was like yeah. what. Like a personal trainer is there face-to-face and I couldn't understand the concept of coaching but I I think more and more, you know, one of the biggest challenges or or the biggest dilemma that I face as someone who seeks to coach people via correspondence using online platforms is what you actually want to be able to do is break down that digital wall and make it so easy for Basically, I mean, we're becoming more and more ingrained, and we're always on our phone, or we're always on listening to podcast, or we're always watching YouTube, or those sort of things. It's just the reality of the it's world. It's reality. Right? People, yeah. are f- and especially now, I've uh, you know, people are uh, they can't catch up. Yeah. So they have been FaceTiming. So that becomes the norm. Yeah. And when that becomes the norm, you're you, you what you're actually able to do is use that as part of a, a, a coaching service. So it's having those FaceTime calls. Yeah. And Having FaceTime calls and breaking down all these digital barriers, so that it can make you feel as though you're constantly with the client. So, I, one of my clients just recently um, sent me on WhatsApp. I get him to send me. He's he's just starting this week. Okay. Send me all your. Uh, he's going to be going through your squat, your deadlift, your military. I need to be able to assess his form and technique. And so he he'll throughout the week he's going to send. He's going to send it to me yeah, right. and then i can provide instant feedback whether either written or audio or i can make annotations on the and you can do that on the other side of the world you can do that on the other side of the world you can have FaceTime, FaceTime calls you can literally be there as they're training yeah and oh, wow. and where in the past everything you know was i i think you know when dip phones first came out smartphones first came out with cameras or the old nokias years yeah. ago it's like the the quality of the photos and the quality of the videos was so poor, and and
0: well, we were in that generation where it was like we, Nokia, we were the last,
1: you know, Nokia sixty six or whatever, thirty three tens or whatever they 10s. are,
0: mate. And look now at spaceship now
1: exactly. And there is so and so as a result, <laughs> in the past people would have to even a couple of years ago, they'd have to get their camera out. Yep to film it and then upload it to their computer. Once it's uploaded to the computer, they send it as an attachment on an email. Whereas now yeah, he, he literally films it. He just sends it via WhatsApp and I, I'm looking at it and I can access. The best thing is I can access um, the videos and there's a variety of other coaching platforms, but you, I can access these videos on my desktop, watch it over on repeat, write feedback. And again, it's part of that ongoing feedback yeah. loop, which which uh, is progressively as technology allows you that instantaneous communication barriers international borders becomes less of an issue. So this and I love technology this is like <laughs> like we <laughs> can fucking, fucking talk about this all day but so
0: the progression in the say let's say 10 years right from from when yeah. you were talking about that Nokia Nokia phone to now in the in the you know in your industry where would you see it going from here? Because I mean, I reckon nobody else, no one would have been able to predict it back then, ten years mm. ago, where it would be now. Where can you see it
1: evolving anymore? Ah, uh, yeah, most definitely. the The key with the key with fitness, especially when it comes to Gen Pop, is you need to make it as easy as possible. And whilst you know, my goal or ambition as a as a trainer or coach is to empower the client to think of their own accord. Yeah. Often the biggest barrier at the start is they'll put it into the too hard basket because the setup process is so difficult, the education process yeah. is so difficult, understanding what macros are and all these these terms. Um, what you'll probably start finding is that, you know, we've already got apps like MyFitnessPal, yeah. which are which are got a huge database of various foods. I just think it's well, they've already got foods on it. Yeah, yeah huge hey. database of yeah. foods, foods that you can add, but. You know, little things that they've added, you know, uh, having a barcode scan. Yeah. So that, you know, the information is just – what's going to end up happening is things become far, far, far more efficient. Yeah. You're going to actually have a, an experience more and more that are, that is so heavily customised, so personalised uh, and tailored to your lifestyle. Um, and that, that comes off the back of constant refinement to platforms, constant refinement to the design of programs so that you as an individual get exact plan that you need and then the other thing to factor in in terms of that's just looking at the the protocol the program or the you know the plans but i i honestly think that more and more as we i think the one thing that we have craved despite you know technology allowing facetimes and all that is we crave this interaction mate this is the the whole
0: reason of well one of the reasons you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. i think humans need that interaction
1: you know? So what I've found is that there are um, fitness influencers, trainers, coaches mm. that are having great levels of success. Yeah. Um, obviously, with their online programs, etc. But the ones that I think are absolutely killing it and having a massive impact are, are people that are using the platforms and using their social presence to start the conversation, to create yep. the network, but then using that community that they build. And and actually putting on face to face events with people that would never normally meet. So at, yeah. a, at a rugby club, we've got the, the the rugby club that we've been involved in yeah. has been based off our experience. You know, the majority's experience at school.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And often you get involved in a community or a rugby club or a football any sporting club, and it's based off the location that you just so happen to live in. Yeah. And whereas now with I'm seeing some of the some of the best female fitness influencers like a, a Rachel Dillon for instance. Mm-hmm has built this incredible online program, et cetera, et cetera. But what she's really done is she's built and fostered this incredible community of girls and she'll get 500 girls that have all connected through online and the online programs, but she brings them together for a big, huge...
0: Event sort of thing, air, yeah.
1: 500 people in a, like, max capacity in wow. it. And so that's the sense of community interact, interaction and engagement, which I honestly think... Will still have a presence, even though you're still able to do a lot of this yeah, by okay. correspondence. What they'll, what people will still want is they still want that human connection. They still want, uh, they'll still want that reassurance from a trainer, sure, and that personality, because and and that you know that'll mean FaceTime. That'll be more interaction in that regard. So I, it, it's one of those things where the sky is truly the limit. Some people are going to just conti- consistently evolve and, you know, make improvements to yep. the nature of the services that are delivered. Um, and who knows with a lot of the trends and what people are interested in, uh, it's – yeah, it'll be interesting. Ten years is a long time in the grand uh-huh. scheme of things. Uh-huh. Like that's a long time and I never thought we'd really say that but it, it uh, so much has happened in the last ten years with the industry and the world as a whole. So, well,
0: f- how long was it gave fucking Tupac's – hologram at Coachella. i know we
1: thought that (laughs) we thought that was like the beat like that was like revolutionary yeah yeah. and now and now there's just so much that that has happened since um yeah it'll be interesting in 10 years time what does happen
0: do do you find it so i mean say say you know someone like you mentioned before she's got 500 clients right is it hard to give everyone the same sort of emotional sort of connection that they need, even though it's
1: via, you know, oh, well, phone. I, I think there's, there, there will be, when it comes to online coaching, when yeah. it comes to coaching via with fitness, there's going to be varying levels of yeah. service that you want.
0: You've got to know, you've got to know if you're signing up for a, a $20 a month program that you're not going to get for these phone calls all the Correct. time. Yeah.
1: So yeah. obviously, you know, time is going to be scarce for that particular individual. Yeah. And there will be a, a premium price tag associated to a more personable uh, service, uh, and that's just the nature of yeah. premium one to one. Having said that, what's happening more and more is that programs that I would I'd call them group coaching programs, yeah, whereby you're getting a program that is specifically being customized and like thought out in advance. Like if you are, you know. This individual, all your stats, height, weight, age, activity level for, for someone like yourself, extremely yep. active. You go through that entire process. Then you're getting a plan. How many de- how many days a week can you go to the gym? Then th- the time of each training session. Yeah. So getting programs that are, you know, tailor-made. tailor-made and thought out in advance and your journey has been thought out in advance. But the key is it's not just the program, it's the support that comes with it. Yeah. So I think... There's various programs that you can scale, but the and the biggest challenge is to make sure that, you know, and the one thing that I just work on all the time is customer experience yeah. or client experience in terms of I'm always just I get act, I actually get out a timeline from when the client will sign up for a program and I'll map out like twelve to sixteen weeks. Oh really? And I'll literally sit there with a like a a pen and paper and I'm asking myself at what point are they going to slip up? At what point are they, and what are they feeling at various stages? Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, weeks one to three, I know that their motivation sky high. Yeah. And I know that, you know, we're just seeking to maintain communication with various, you know, bits of information that I know that they'll want, email sequence with things that I know that be really relevant, But I also know that at, like, week three, four, we're going to have it down. Something's going to yeah. happen. So So you need to be able to have content ready to go for that individual at that time knowing, dealing with cravings. What to do on a, especially what to do on a night out when you're, you know what I mean? All yeah, these things come yeah. into play. And th- th- those are the things that derail you. For sure. Big nights, big nights out. Like there's. and I'm still heard from <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> <from this>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: but I know it, it, it's, it's just the reality. It's fucking life.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you don't. And I'm, look, for me, I I'll always say this. Uh, fitness is my life as a professional, but yeah. it's not my client's life. Yeah. It's a facet of their life, yeah. And I think uh, you'd have to remind yourself that because yeah.
0: oh. be, be, you're caught up in it the whole time. So it would be something that you'd have to tell yourself, you know, more often than not, right? <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything bad with that, but it's just no. Yeah.
1: But that's the thing is, I think one of the biggest deterrents for a lot of people when they um, embark on a in a health kick, yeah is that they feel as though they need to be all or nothing yeah and that's where they get um that's where they get stuck they get stuck thinking that it's all or nothing and as a result because it's only an on and off switch as soon as they have one minor slip up yeah they just go they they put it in the the basket and they'll pick it up in a number of months time when in truth what they should really do is just acknowledge that it happened and then on the sunday the monday you just get back on track, yeah. and and you don't get the guilt's over enjoying life. Yeah. And so, I think what I I tend to go with a volume dial. So you're turning the volume dial up, yeah. That and you and you can turn it down. And during periods of stress or work or things aren't going well outside of the gym, you just turn it down slightly. Yeah. And that you don't put your pressure on yourself, but at the times that you can allow for it increase the accountability will turn the volume dial up in terms of the standards required but if you fall into the pattern of i need to turn it on and yeah. i'm on i'm on, on, yeah. on you know six to eight weeks and then you finish and then you're off for a holiday or something happens and then you'll have a big night and then you just it's an avalanche you yeah. just fall off the Richter scale, and we've we've all been there <laughs> yeah <coughs> we've all been there <laughs> yeah And 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 there's nothing wrong with having the slip up. The issue is just not allowing the slip up to define you, and allow you know making sure that it's a a blip on the radar and not a defining moment. So, yeah, I'm constantly thinking about the perspective of the of the client, and also making sure that you know fitness is integrated into their life, yeah, so that it's a benefit, not a burden, yeah. Because you know the habits and routines that you want to build over time, you want it to be an evolutionary thing, not a if it's too much of a revolution if people are trying to overhaul their lifestyle in a in a very short period of time it's, it's just too much change too quickly yeah and it be, and it becomes stressful you're trying to learn all these new skills yeah and and then it becomes all too much and then you think if it, if i can't do it perfectly and i can't do it all at once it's just not worth doing and then you just fall into the the fuck it basket yeah. again
0: i've oh, i've been there so many times before <laughs> so many times <laughs> right <laughs>
1: But, it, but that's the thing. It's not a – it's not it, – yeah, it's one of those things where if you can just maintain the motivation motiva- – not motivation because you can't rely on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, motivation fluctuates.
0: Oh, all over the place.
1: Emotions – and emotion dictates motivation. So if you, your emotions are going to fluctuate day to day, you just need to focus on processes.
0: Would you? So that was my next question is routine. Like how important is routine, daily routines? Huge. Yeah.
1: Huge. Like, like – i know for myself i know when i'm out of routine yeah i know that my productivity is low i know that my um overall happiness is yep. is lower i know we, and that's what that's what big nights do and that's but, what. But <laughs> but
0: like you know what when i was 20 i wouldn't have a, i'd have no idea it's taken me 10 years to build up this concept and a lot of reading and researching mm. to understand the, what things you know, makes me get off track or get out of routine and, like, how important a routine is. Like, I don't know if you've seen, but I've got lists around this whole house everywhere that I look on the fridge of just, like, yeah. uh, you know, do this at this time. And people coming in and be like, oh, what the fuck is that, mate? At 5.15, what are you doing? I go, dude, this is the way I live my life. Yeah. And this is what helps me. So, like, you but know.
1: What that is, what that is coming in And up, I don't
0: follow that every day. Like, but I but try but it's to. It's a structure. It's a structure. It's a structure. Yeah.
1: So, so, in the end, you know, there's going to be variables that that come into play that are going to conflict with the structure yeah, of your course. of your life, and you have got to be flexible and adaptable. But it's important to have a, a structural routine, something to kickstart your day, something to to regiment it. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those things where you coming up with lists and putting it around what that is it's just practical steps that you need to take, and you're ticking boxes. Yeah, I say to clients, you just the more that you can get into a routine of ticking off. Boxes with the behaviors and habits that you know are going to lend itself yeah. to the result that you want. The more inclined, the more likely it'll become part of your just day to day life where you don't think you just do. You're because just doing, I, yeah, I get people asking Practice me. Practice makes perfect, yeah, essentially, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. And so I get people asking me like, "How are you able to follow through?" Because I'll look at my lifestyle with various things that I do with yeah. eating or or anything like that, and they go, "How do you do that?" And it's just like I. I can't turn around and say, well, I can give them various, you know, initial steps, but a lot of these behaviours have been ingrained in me over time Because, yes. but at the outset when you're starting, when I started the concept of structuring my meals with a source of protein in everyone every two to three hours, you know, those sort of things. When I was first learning it 10 years ago. It was overwhelming, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And you're trying, you're figuring out what to prioritise, what not to prioritise. And at the time, the cognitive, you know, what you need in terms of, you know, executing, yeah, you require so much brain power. But over time, it just becomes a subconscious action, second nature. It right? becomes second yeah. nature. So you having those lists, if you do that for a prolonged period of time and you establish a consistent routine with yep. that, they will reach a point where the list won't be necessary. Yeah. At the at the moment, it's it's a net, you know, a necessity, but. At one point or another, it can reach a stage where if you do it enough times, it, it becomes less of a, it becomes second nature. Mm. It becomes just a subconscious action. And I think habits, behaviors, routines are so important for if you want to have success in any endeavor. I mean, the thing about fitness is it's repetition, execution yep. of the process with training, multiple reps done in, a, in the exact same way and then repeat day in, day out. And,
0: well, that's how you know how much progress you've made, right? Because you're just continually doing the same thing. And then you go, well, that week I was lifting 100 on the bench. Now I'm doing 110. So, obviously, I'm doing something right.
1: Tracking, tracking your training performance, tracking your nutrition. But these things are just done. It's the day-to-day actions over time that will manifest into the big picture goal. So, for me, when it comes to physique development, I've got an idea of what I want my physique to look like for a competition or something like that. And I reverse engineer. So yeah. I go, if I've got a competition in 12 to 18 months' time, what does my physique look like? What is the measurements? What does the weight look like in my head? Uh, and what weak points do I need to bring up? And then I go, okay, so that's what it needs to look like. How am I going to get there? Yeah, And that requires looking at a training, a long-term training and nutrition. And you're looking at a 12 to 18-month plan. Then you're breaking that down into three-month blocks and then you're breaking that down into one month you know yeah and so and then you're breaking it down into days and what do you do in those days yeah so you, you, but that goes for anything that oh. can go for you know that can go for those that are involved in rugby any sporting endeavor but it can go for anyone that does you know studying for whatever they're doing any skill that you want to learn or anything that you want to do reverse engineering those big picture goals into daily habits and routines allows you not to get overwhelmed by the ambitious goal that you've set yeah you know what i mean so um I are, th- you per- are you the sorry are you the person to like your
0: goals that you come up with are they pretty well defined well out loud like when you initially go off like i want to do this yeah at the time how extreme is it when you start breaking it down
1: In terms of...
0: Well, there's a lot of people that that make goals knowing that they can achieve it. Like, are you the type of person that will make make a goal... It
1: has to be smart. Yeah. Like, I've got ambitious goals, but I'm also one that will... I'll set attainable and time-sensitive goals. Yeah, I'm not going to set myself a goal that's just completely too ambitious to the point of being unrealistic.
0: Like, heavyweight champion of the world or
1: something like that, knowing that, one, you're not even in the world... (laughs) Weight class, but... (laughs) If you're talking about boxing yes but if you're talking about (laughs) professional wrestling you just never know (laughs) you never know in that you know what i can match the theatrics put the body out there and perhaps i might become a professional so you just
0: never know has has that ever crossed your mind of course it's crossed my mind yes yes (laughs) because there's amateur shit going around like i mean not amateur but uh, you know that's that's a stepping
1: stone oh professional wrestling would be something to behold do you watch it yeah yeah. yeah. No, not not currently. It's actually. Do you ugh, watch it religiously? Honestly, I I I, sh- I shouldn't. This is what the people pod has become. It's become yeah. sort of one of those places where you can vent and uh, tell your your truths. We're
0: we're, we're we're turning stones here, mate.
1: So uh, yeah, when I grew up, I, I think there was just something about the yeah you know, back in the day when the wrestling was really good. Yeah, the theatrics of it all, the entertaining quality, and I actually found myself during um, isolation because the. You got to pass the time somehow, and you can't spend all your time working. And yeah. I actually, I found myself on um, YouTube just watching old old wrestling <laughs> events, and wrestling's just not the same as it once was. But yeah. But well, they were playing it. I was watching it. There was no one in this in the stage. There's no one. In th- <laughs> I <he's>,
0: honestly, they <laughs> had. I was like, oh, fuck. I dude. couldn't believe it
1: because, because they had. They were meant to have. Um, WrestleMania is every every april it's either yep. m- late march early april so it was right in the middle of when the pandemic was just becoming this thing and they were meant to be hosting it at um uh the tampa bay buccaneers stadium yeah so where tom brady's moved. That, that stadium packed with people for a show and they had to cancel the event there but what they actually did is they just took it into <laughs> a venue that has no fans and it's just made me just. It, it's very. Weird. It was very weird, and it just made you just go. You really need the fans' reaction. You got to you have, gotta have. You got to have it. It's just. It's just not oh. the same.
0: Wow, man, that was so funny
1: watching that. It, it's bizarre, and they're still doing it. They? They're still doing. I think they um. For would for, you go to the shows if they came here? It's like how are you I've doing? done it before. hundred oh. <laughs> percent. I remember I went when I was um. Mikey Hanlon goes as well. That's yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, this is years ago. We used. Do you to reckon
0: go. you went to the wrong? Because what are you WBFF? Yeah. No, I should have gone to the WWE. <laughs> Do you reckon you went to the
1: wrong? I think program? I got it mixed up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's honestly, it was I think it was just the theatrics of it all, the the entertaining quality, yeah. and um, back in the day when we were growing up, it was just so the the, the quality of the storylines because it was it was yeah. pushing the envelope. Um. Yeah, you never know. You just never know, dude.
0: Fuck. You could wake up tomorrow. Maybe I will spark something here, maybe mate.
1: Maybe that is a goal that I need to write down. That's a goal and ambition. Oh, Who mate. Knows? I've
0: never. I mean, I've never watched it. Um, I've watched it drips and drabs, right? But fuck, if you went on there, <laughs> man. Well, the,
1: well, the rock has certainly made. Um, he's he's used that as a as a springboard. I, dude, I remember when I would. Is say he to, like the highest paid? Actor Hollywood actor. Yeah. Well, in terms of yeah, I think well, because of the amount of mov- the volume of movies that he's doing. Yeah. And the someone's
0: got to tell him to fucking stop doing Fast and Furious though.
1: So <laughs> many. But he just keeps on doing action films. Yeah. I mean he. Yeah. He he made the transition to to Hollywood and um has just killing it. I got to get his bottle of tequila. He's released. Has te- he? He's got released tequila. He's um launching he was meant to launch a new fitness expo that was going to go on in atlanta in october what's like similar to like like a like, Arnie's is like yeah one. yeah yeah like a fitness expo like that But it was going to be a big sporting thing and that that's had to be postponed but uh yeah he's made something of his uh career since the old fake wrestling i suppose <laughs> that, i suppose that that's you
0: know say you get into a career there's no real reason why you can't go somewhere else right
1: Well, he had isn't that like it was interesting i watched a speaking of those that you know speaking of taking the leap in terms of pursuing a passion or 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 moving in a direction that provides you with fulfillment i was watching an interview actually not an interview he's been he's been doing question time on uh, on his Instagram instagram or something yeah yeah people ask him questions and they're asking him questions about his professional wrestling career and one of the questions is why did you leave when you were at the top of the game Within the WWE at the Dropped time, drop the fucking mic. Didn't he boom? Yeah, two thousand. I think it was two thousand and three or four or something. He was he was the man. Yeah, you know, and would have been the highest paid wrestler. And what ended up happening is he just reached a point where he wanted to move on to green, like other areas that were. It was a risk. It was a risk. It
0: was a risk, like a risk anybody else would take. Moving right.
1: Yeah, and um, and I think he like. It what was his first movie? Walk was it Walking Tall? I think it was the Mummy. The remember, Mummy. Remember he played the Scorpion King.
0: yeah. Oh, it's just yeah, a cameo. Yeah, I. You know what? I watched the other day, and he, it was when he had hair, um, and you'll fucking laugh at this, but it was uh, the Tooth Fairy.
1: The Tooth Fairy. Have you seen it? Then, no, it's a, it's kids a kids' I don't mind it. Yeah, it's a kids' film. So yeah, I was gonna say, is it a horror or something? <laughs> tooth no, 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 or no, 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 no. But but like. I mean,
0: he had to, he did a few shit movies to start off with, but like, yeah, now he's a pretty reputable actor. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I, th- well, perhaps also, um, he. I've I've heard uh, stories of interesting story. He actually he's divorced his first wife. Yeah. They got divorced, uh, and the same year they got divorced, she became his manager. And really? Uh, yeah. So the his production company, his career is managed by his ex wife. Jeez. Jeez That's a working relationship <laughs>
0: Isn't it? That show <laughs> you would be worried if, he, if it was his current Mrs <laughs> He's <missus, laughs> going to the office <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah So he um, he, And and You can actually see Some of the movie choices That he's making now Maybe he's been Given the green light But These are the The parts that he's Probably born to play yeah. com- Comparable to the The other things Where he's probably Trying to Fit into a different Mold of A Hollywood actor But, he just, but he's done bloody well Yeah and there's someone who took a risk, yeah, and um, and through hard work and and just persistence, I mean, has has managed to find himself in a position where he is now. So, yeah, quite remarkable.
0: Yeah, maybe we leave it on that. I don't know how long we've been talking for, but um, hard mate, work
1: and determination. I can talk underwater. So the people pod has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure so far, <gasps> mate. Well, framing. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank
0: you for having me. Um, it's
1: been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to tell
0: everyone your socials, man?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Robbie Frame. Um, if you are interested in fulfilling your potential with your fitness goals and you want to start the conversation, RobbieFrameFitness.com. Uh, you can find my email there, Robbie at RobbieFrameFitness.com. So, um, yeah. Cool. That's where you can find me.
0: Mr. Robbie Frame. It's
1: been a pleasure, Rhino. Thank, Thank you, you very mate. much for having me on. Cheers. Cheers.
0: All right, guys. See you next week.